0: Hey, everybody, it's Lon Saib, and it's time once again for your weekly wrap up. And this week, we're going to be talking about the impact of the coronavirus on consumer technology. A lot to talk about on this topic, so let's get to it. Now, the nature of this virus makes it a significant public health and economic threat. And the reason is, is that most people have mild or no symptoms at all, and the vast majority of people who are infected survive. And initially, as I was getting the news of the virus and its spread, I was thinking, how is this any worse than the flu? Well, what makes this worse than the flu is the fact that our species has not encountered this virus before, So most communities don't have any built-up immunity. There's no vaccine that would also give you some temporary immunity during the spread of the virus. So as a result, we're all very vulnerable to it. And even if most of us would survive an infection, other people who are more vulnerable to an infection like this may not. And as a result, right now, the mortality rate is looking to be much higher than the flu at around 6%. The flu is much less than that. One thing to think about, though, when you're looking at these numbers is that because the virus is so mild in most people, uh, it may be that the infection rate is far greater than what's currently been identified. So I would expect these percentages to go down, but they're likely still going to be higher than the flu because the virus spreads so easily and there isn't any kind of built-up immunity in the community, which means more people are going to get sick simultaneously. And it looks like of the active cases here, about 18% of them are serious or critical enough that people have to be admitted to the hospital. And public health officials are really worried that we'll overload the hospital systems around the world with very sick patients. I know locally where I am here in Connecticut, influenza has been really straining emergency rooms. And this would, of course, add additional burden to that So the effort now is really trying to slow this down, and as a result of slowing this down, you're also going to be slowing down the economy in the process. That, of course, has implications for tech, but a lot of other things that depend on goods being shipped around the world. And it's not just China anymore, it's Europe and uh, Asia and many other places too, so it's going to be something that's impacted everywhere and I think is going to create a lot of disruption even if Uh, you will likely survive an infection from it. And that is the important thing to keep in mind here. This is all about containment and trying not to have this break out to a point where those percentages scale up to large numbers of people in need of immediate medical care. Uh, Right now, as of this morning, there are 89,847 identified tested cases Uh, 3,069 of those have resulted in someone passing away. But again, most people are recovering. And so far, there are 45,636 people uh, walking around now with the antibodies that will prevent them from getting further infected. My take on this is that this will be a virus that will be with us just like the flu is over the long term. And hopefully, we'll see some vaccines come out uh, to mitigate the spread. But right now, we don't have a vaccine. We don't have good treatments And it's going to be something that, again, is going to be very disruptive. So what has it disrupted so far? Well, the Mobile World Congress, which is the big mobile phone gathering in Barcelona, Spain, uh, that was canceled, I believe, in January or early February. That's a huge show, uh, not as big as CES, but for the mobile uh, phone world, that is probably the show to be at, Uh, that was canceled almost at the last minute over fears with the virus and companies not wanting to send their employees to those places. Uh, Just the other day, the Game Developer Conference, GDC, uh, they postponed the show after a number of big companies and exhibitors pulled out of that gathering. So that's another disruption that's happened there. Uh, Facebook is canceling their F8 conference because of coronavirus concerns. Uh, So you can see just how many things are being impacted by this. And there's a list that's being kept at Quartz of all the different events that are being canceled And right now, it looks like even the Olympics could be at risk if the virus spread is not contained. So this is going to be something that's going to be with us uh, more than just March and April here. It could go in throughout most of the year if they're not able to contain the spread now. But beyond travel and conferences, uh, actual production of things are being disrupted as well. Uh, The New York Times back in early February had a good synopsis of what you might expect should the coronavirus outbreak get out of control, especially in China. Uh, They have some experience in China with these viruses because there were two over the last 20 years that had high mortality rates and a high infection rate that they were able to contain in a shorter period of time, Uh, and they were able to do that because of how uh, severe the infection was. This one being less severe means it travels quicker, and I think this one uh, might have the potential to do more economic damage even if most people are able to survive the infection itself. It's a good read uh, worth checking out. And we're starting to see now that there are some impacts to the supply chain. So Foxconn, who makes most of the stuff that we review here on the channel in China, Uh, They are warning investors that their revenue is definitely going to be taking a hit over this because they're not certain as to what their supply chain might look like within the country, but also the impact on their operations themselves should the virus keep spreading. Uh, Apple has made a similar warning to investors and they have a twofold problem here because in one instance, they are making things in China and there's going to be a supply shortage of iPhones for the world, But they also have the issue that they sell a lot of products in China as well. It's a very big market for Apple, probably one of their largest. And right now they have closed most of their stores and their partners have closed uh, stores too. So phones are not being sold right now. And this is around the time of the year that uh, China kind of shuts down for the Chinese New Year where people are uh, taking a break from work and would presumably go out shopping. And that's all been disrupted by this virus. So there's a significant impact here potentially to uh, Apple's quarterly profits. And you can see their uh, stock as of last week took a pretty good hit here. It's starting to recover a bit now, but investors don't like this kind of uncertainty and they can see a lot of potential for, Uh, economic issues related to the virus continuing to spread and impacting uh, component delivery and product delivery. Microsoft also issued similar warnings. They make hardware, of course, but they also install their software on a lot of other people's hardware. And if that stuff isn't getting made or sold, uh, that, of course, will impact Microsoft too. So there's a lot going on right here that people need to be Uh, concerned about. Another thing to keep an eye on is the Port of Los Angeles. This is where a lot of the containers from China arrive here in the U.S., and they give you a a year-to-year comparison by month right on their uh, homepage here, essentially. And you can see right now we're down about uh, 3.5% over last January. Although I think a lot of this percentage change might be the result of some of the uh, tariffs and the trade war stuff going on, uh, the impact of the virus we'll probably see much later. It takes about a month for a container to leave China and arrive in the U.S., sometimes longer than that. And you have to also keep in mind that because of the Chinese New Year, a lot of shipments weren't coming out of China in January because most of the country shuts down for the holiday. And as a result, a lot of companies and stores and manufacturers have ordered enough stuff to kind of hold them through the Chinese New Year because that's a very predictable period of a lower output level in the country. But once that supply runs out, that's when you're gonna start feeling it. So we may not see shortages and price increases on technology and other products until we get maybe into March this month or later into April when those supplies that were made for the Chinese New Year break run out. And that's something to really keep an eye on. So this number will be more significant, I think, probably in April and that will really begin to tell the story as to uh, what kinds of economic repercussions we might see here as a result of the virus. Now, I would love to know what you think about this situation. What are you doing to prepare? What's your company or workplace doing to get ready for the potential for having to have your business disrupted as a result of this virus? It looks as though the public health authorities are working very aggressively to slow this down and contain it, and hopefully, that will be successful. So, uh, the loss of life is minimized and the economic impact is more of a short term thing versus a global recession. But nonetheless, preparedness is important. And I would love to hear what you are doing to prepare. Now, I'd like to thank our newest supporters here on the channel. Uh, this week, Jimmy Poon became one of our newest donor box subscribers. I want to thank you very much for your contribution. I will be updating the credit rolls hopefully sometime this week, so keep an eye out if you've contributed over the last two months or so. We're going to get those updated and rolling at the end of every video very shortly. If you want to help the channel, you can. You can go to lon.tv slash support and make a monthly or a one-time contribution to the channel. Uh, We also support the YouTube membership program where you get these cool badges next to your name there, so that's worth checking out. So let's take a look now at the Week in Review. We did two live streams over the past week. One was testing out a... Cell Phone Booster Kit from WeBoost. And this was one of the few times where I had a live stream where everything worked from the get-go. We plugged this thing in and it just came up. As you all know, usually we spend a lot of time trying to figure out how to fix something. Uh, This time, it was just like, wow, we actually got through the whole thing in 45 minutes or less. So uh, check it out. That's down in the master playlist Uh, We also took a look at a combo USB-C and Thunderbolt dock that I'll be reviewing a little bit later this week on the main channel. Uh, What's nice about these is that it works with either USB-C or Thunderbolt. You don't have to have a separate dock for each technology. The dock figures out what it's plugged into. We're going to see a lot more of these as the year progresses here, but it's great to start seeing them finally coming out on the market. And this, by the way, is another thing that's being impacted by Uh, The coronavirus. There's another company that has one of these things that I wanted to look at, and they don't have them yet because the virus has has shut down production essentially. So, hopefully, we'll get uh, more of these into review with different configurations. And then on the main channel, of course, we looked at that signal booster. We had our monthly sponsored video from Plex on backing up your Plex data, and I got some great ideas from that video for more videos in the future. So, we'll be coming back to that topic, no doubt. And then we also looked at a new Chromebook, or actually a sort of new Chromebook from Asus, their C425, and you can see all of these videos linked down below in the master playlist. So this week, we've got a couple of fun things planned. Uh, The first is that I've got two live streams coming up uh, Tuesday and Thursday night, right here on the channel, but also on my Amazon shopping page. In fact, uh, we'll be live on the Amazon homepage both of these times, uh, so you can watch me there or here. And I don't know what I'm looking at yet, but I've got a whole bunch of stuff that we'll be playing with, so stay tuned. It's always a surprise as to what we might actually do in one of those streams. Usually it's prepping for a video shoot that I'll do for the regular subscriber feed. Uh, And we're gonna take a look at the Legends Ultimate Arcade Cabinet and how it works with MAME. And I actually did this last week, or the week before. The video was ready to go, and the day I was going to upload it, they added a new feature Uh, which now allows you to plug in the controller to the mister over usb for better latency so i've got to reshoot the whole video now uh, before it was working over bluetooth and this is from at games and i've got to say they've been very much uh, keeping this thing updated i mean it's been crazy i've had like three or four firmware updates in the last month or less than a month so they've been really aggressive about making a decent product here we're gonna have some fun playing around with that also hope to test out the WiseLock Lock this week. I didn't get to it last week, so that's on the docket. Uh, and also, I got in this gaming laptop from Asus. This is their Tough laptop. It's got a 1650 GPU built in, but it's powered by a Ryzen 7 processor. So it's got a mix of AMD and NVIDIA inside, but no Intel, pretty interesting. So we'll have a review of that a little later in the week. And the best thing about these Tough laptops is that they started around 650 bucks with an NVIDIA GPU on board, pretty reasonably priced as well with a 120 hertz display. So I'm excited to uh, get done with our testing on that. If you wanna get notified whenever we upload something or go live, you can click on that bell to get those notifications. We have other channels you can follow me on, including my extras channel for unboxings and supplementary content. We have the podcast, which is an audio version of this show, along with some of my radio appearances and some of the interviews that I do from time to time, and you can now find that stuff on Spotify, too. I just got on Spotify over the weekend, so I should be everywhere uh, your favorite podcasts live. Uh, We have the Snippets channel, which has portions of this show and a few other things that we do out on the road, and we have our live stream archive along with the Amazon shop, lots of ways to find what I do. If you want to engage with the channel, you can uh, sign up for our very infrequent email list at lawn.tv/email. We have the Facebook group, uh, which is really growing quite a bit. A great place to interact with me and other viewers, and of course my store, where I sell previously used items, uh, and you often can get those for far less than what they would cost new. And there's only one of everything because it's just the device that we reviewed. And I've got an email alert that goes out every time we add something to the store. I've got a couple of things I hope to add to it later this week. So sign up. Whenever we make a change, you get notified. And that is going to do it for this week's weekly wrap-up. Thank you all for tuning in and keeping those questions and comments coming. Uh, our prayers go out to those impacted by this virus. And I hope all of you are staying healthy and taking steps to remain that way as well. And until next time, this is Lon Sybin. Thanks for watching. This channel is brought to you by the Lon.TV supporters, including gold level supporters, the Four Guys with Quarters podcast, Tom Albrecht, Rajesh, Logic GR, and Kalyan Kumar. If you want to help the channel, you can by contributing as little as a dollar a month.